You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What is good, everybody? Welcome to The Look Ahead, part of the SB Nation NFL show. I am Rob Stats Guerrera. He is RJ Ochoa. What's up, RJ? Hello, Stats. How are you doing, my friend? It's great to be with you. Great to experience you in an audible sense. Uh, Great to see your face over the metaverse. Um, Not literally, but just like in a general sense. Um, Overall, my day is better for being in your presence, and I want you to know that. Wow. Okay. I have to say I agree with you. Before we get rolling here, just want to remind everybody that we are brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use code SBNNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That is code SBNNFL only at DraftKings. We have a big show, RJ. We're going to have Aaron Rodgers news to talk about. We have Troy Aikman news to talk about, which I know is in your wheelhouse. So you're going to want to get to that. Before we do, though, we always remind you, please follow the SB Nation NFL show. Rate, review, follow. If you take the time to leave a review on the show, we always promise you that we will take the time to read it. Which, RJ, unfortunately brings me to this. <laughs> this review comes from someone named Reviewer1675243. Mm, really creative okay. name there. To use his own words... Gross. One star. And I'm just going to read this. RJ is a hatred-filled podcast monster who can't get past his own Cowboys homerism. He gleefully stomps all over any team who is obviously better and has had more success than the boys. Constantly stomping on the 49ers and Chiefs. Just a mean-spirited troll of the airwaves. If I was his podcast partner and couldn't get him fired, I'd quit. Well, my first question is, uh, as, as one of my many podcast partners, how do you feel, Stats? Well, I haven't been able to get you fired yet, so quitting has crossed my mind. We'll see how this show goes. Um, look, I would like to think that I am in many ways not a cowboys homer we all have a level of homerism to us pete sweeney has the largest one um but i would like to think that i drag the cowboys uh when necessary which unfortunately is often um (laughs) i also i drag a lot of teams you know what i mean like welcome welcome to the resistance my friend you know like some teams suck some teams need to be dragged Uh, the team that i actually am the sorriest about dragging is the denver broncos i was maybe a little too quick to call them frauds like they wound up being frauds, but they unfrauded themselves halfway through the fraud process. But the Chiefs deserve to be dragged. The 49ers committed to Jimmy Garoppolo for an entire season and, and wasted a year's worth of talent from all these great players. In 
And so, you know, some teams, most teams suck and that's okay. I, I have no problem <laughs> being, being the person that has to say it out loud. Um, if you, you know, consider that being full of hatred, then um, you should really see the things I send stats because, you know, that, that's where I filter things out to get to here. Accurate. No, I will say you're right. We all have a degree of homerism. I feel like we all have like more understanding for our own teams because I think that's only natural, especially if you are a fan of the team that you cover. But I will say, since the Cowboys lost to the 49ers in the playoffs, nobody has dragged on the Cowboys more than you. Every time the Cowboys come up, you take the opportunity to billy club them. So I give Losers. you credit for that. You have done that consistently. But I think uh, I speak for everybody here at the SB Nation NFL show. We love you, and we don't want you to change at all. Well, um, Bear just uh, growled, so there's some protectiveness happening in my there office, obviously. Um, but uh, yeah, we're going to talk about uh, Cowboys. The only reason we're going to talk about the Cowboys today is because it's been so long since they've been. That's that's life as the Dallas Cowboys right now, baby. Let's go. That was going to be our lead story until RJ. I saw a tweet that came at <sighs> 9 a.m. Eastern time this morning. Eastern time from- is stupid. Everybody knows that. Diana Rossini of ESPN. I'm just going to read the tweet and then we can talk about it. Quote. Big show for reading. Yeah. New for me. Aaron Rodgers will be informing the Packers of his decision soon, per league sources. I'm told there are multiple teams with offers on the table, but of course, nothing can happen until the Packers of Green Bay allow a trade. Your thoughts? Should we really say the Packers of Green Bay? No, I shouldn't have said quote because I did switch that. That's a reference to... uh, uh, coming to America with Eddie Murphy. I've only seen it once, and I saw it like in 2013. Like it was like way after it originally came out. And it just like like you ever watch something that a lot of people love like way after the fact, and it just doesn't hit home for you. Yeah, it's a great movie. It's it's okay. I mean, like I didn't watch Indiana Jones till like 2008. It was, you know, in, in 2008, like we've come a long way for, in a technological <laughs> sense. But like e- even then, I was like, yeah, this. This is way too long ago. So, like, you know, it's fine. But, you know, whatever. Anyway, um, this is stupid. Uh, not Diana's report, obviously. You know, th- that that's, you know, sound. But, Aaron, dude, I just, I'm, I care. I, I'm, I'm mad that I care. That's where I'm at, Stats. I'm mad that I am interested in this. It is so annoying. It is so ridiculously annoying. And I'm actually prepared to say that this is worse than the way Favre dragged it out. It's worse. I'm curious if you agree. Mm, I, well, Favre retired and unretired three times. So we're not there yet with Aaron. This is still I know, attempt number but, one. But, but, like, the pettiness is larger with Aaron. Like, like Favre, Favre's mm. pettiness was just, like, vindictiveness. Like, he, he, all he wanted to do was beat the Packers. Like, Aaron wants to, like, Aaron is, um, what's the, the name of the, the bad guy in Saw? Um, is it Jigsaw? That's, yeah, that's what Aaron is. He's like devising these like, you know, horrible like situations for Packers fans where they just have to sit and toil this entire time. Like, dude, like just just set set them free one way or the other. Like, this is exhausting. This is the weird part of it to me. Aaron Rodgers will inform the Packers of his decision soon. How do we oh. did he tell the Packers? Hey, I haven't decided yet, but I'm going to tell you soon. Like if you no, if you know that you're going to tell them soon, don't you already have your decision? Right? Like, this is weird to me. Like, just say what's happening. Why do we have to have this report that it's coming soon? You're either staying or going. Those are the two options. 
Well, the other part of this, and I actually thought this is what you were going to say, and I was going to give you a lot of credit if you did, but you didn't, so I can't. Um, <laughs> monster. So, you know, I, when we talked about the review, we talked about, like, things that we say, and, you know, like you said, oh, yeah, I know you to say that, RJ. I know you and I to be the only people who said this, all right, that what I'm about to say. Back in, what was it, July or August, whenever Aaron showed up to training camp, and everybody's like, he did it, he won, he got he got the Packers to blink, what? <laughs> like, we, you and I were sitting here saying, like, no, he didn't, they, com- they own his rights through 2022, like, there's no victory here, like, yeah, they, they got rid of the 2023 season, cool, but Aaron has won nothing, and so the verbiage of this tweet, to your point, where, you know, Aaron, is, Aaron will inform them of his decision, it's not his decision! if he wants to be traded you know that's the, the the last part of diana's tweet says nothing can happen until the green bay packers allow a trade that is not a matter of until and and that's not me criticizing diana that's a matter of their decision the packers have to decide if aaron Rodgers like aaron's decision is is a contingency based on whatever the green bay packers decide right he's still under contract for the coming season and brian gutekunst met with the media yesterday and and expressly said he never promised to trade Aaron Rodgers. He said, quote, that was not something I told him. I think the whole conversation with Aaron last season before he came back was that regardless at the end of this past season, that we would sit down as a group and we would work it out one way or another. Now, I think that the way Rodgers contract works is he has a huge cap hit this year. I'm pretty sure. So, you know, technically they would either have to deal with that huge cap hit or need Aaron Rodgers to help out with renegotiating the deal. And so maybe that's where Aaron has some leverage. But the point is, it's not just an Aaron Rodgers decision. Right. And that's what's, I mean, man, dude, like, I just, what, what do you, what what is, what is this all about? Like, are you trying to squeeze out more money, Aaron? Do you want a higher guarantee? I mean, do you just want to embarrass the franchise more? Do Do you just want to hear fans beg you to return? Like, what What is the end game here? I mean, like, like what What is What is his motivation? I mean, I, I I know people often reference Bill Parcells' line of "If you're thinking about retiring, you've retired." Mm-hmm. And so it's like Aaron has to know. Like, he has to know at least what strong direction he's leaning in at this point. And so it's like, what is What is the whole point here? I mean, he specifically even said, "Like, I'm not going to drag this out." Well, welcome to dragging it out, Aaron. Like, that's what what's happening here this dropping of breadcrumbs the the and like i it was so predictable how he was going to be like yeah the instagram post didn't mean anything like mm-hmm. you know everybody else read too much into that the photo of, of kabi and tay i mean you know that's that's your fault for reading into it I, that photo just means a lot to me right it just appeared on its own there in the feed right like he had nothing to do with it he didn't personally select it what is the deal with these quarterbacks rj we saw it with brady too like they can't get this news operation fun- Functioning, right? We got the report that Brady's retiring, and then he was like, whoa, 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 how dare you? I haven't decided it. Two days later, he announced his retirement. Well, like- that that one I I slightly get in the sense of, like, he just wanted to do it on his own terms. Like, I, can, I couldn't understand that to a certain degree. And to his credit, he didn't drag it out. He didn't let it sit and wait to dominate an entire week. He let it, you know, hang out over the weekend because that, that initial report from ESPN came on a Saturday. And then Monday, boom. It's done. It's official. You know, like, it's a, it's a business day, people. We're back in the office. Like, like, what is the point after the news already comes out? What is the point of trying to put the toothpaste back in the tube and say, no, 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 I haven't decided anything, only to then two days later decide to, like, that's stupid. You got got, Brady. I mean, you, it's you not. You screwed it up. Deal I'm, with it. 
I'm not saying it's brilliant, but I mean, I, I get that more than I get this. Like I get wanting to do it your way, wanting to control it, wanting to have your statement, wanting to have their conversations. Maybe, maybe some conversations weren't had. You want people to hear it from you. Like I, I get that. Um, and so like that, that, but like, that's way more understandable than this. And, and again, this, this feels like, you know, um, like you and BLG were talking about relationships. Uh, the podcast was very therapeutic for some people, I think, uh, this week. <laughs> but um, you were talking about relationships this week, and like this to me is like if you're a Packers fan. Not that any Packers fan had any control over the over Aaron Rodgers being their quarterback, but like you know, it, it's this this situation of like when you're hurt in one way, you're like I'm never doing that again. Like I'm never going down that path again. And you would think that like out of some. I wouldn't call it respect, but just some like care or kindness for Packers fans that having been in the Brett Favre situation the way that he was, that Aaron would have some sensitivity to that and not want to put this fan base through this all over again to this degree. And so I just like, I don't think that's a thing. I think, I think he's, you know, he's so wrapped up in the Aaronness of it all that, you know, he's incapable of seeing anything else. Yeah, I think he has is he's come full circle now. He has morphed into Brett Favre when Brett Favre was closing out his career with the Packers. He he, he first he was the young up and comer, and now he has completely come around to exactly where Favre was when he left. So let's get to the second half of this of this tweet, RJ. Multiple teams, according to Diana Rossini, have offers for Aaron Rodgers on the table. That's not surprising to me. If you're a team that wants Aaron Rodgers, you're not going to sit back and wait. You're going to try and blow the Packers away with an offer. So they say, holy crap, we have to do this. Well, so I have a take on this, um, and it comes back to dragging the Cowboys. I've said before, like in the last few weeks, if the Cowboys plan this year is – Sean Payton will be our coach if this season doesn't work out. That's the worst plan I've ever heard. Like, that's a terrible plan for a thousand reasons. But, like, chief among them, no pun intended, is, like, what, what if what if there are other jobs available next year that Sean Payton is interested in? What if Andy Reid retires? What if he can coach the Chiefs? Like, you just you don't know what the future holds. And it does kind of feel like, back to the fraud Denver Broncos, like, their whole plan for the last year has been, like, we'll just trade for Aaron Rodgers in 2022. And so I was going to say, if Aaron returns to the Green Bay Packers, it is the biggest indictment of the Denver Broncos. I think there's only one gear above that, and it's if he is traded to a non-Broncos team. If he is, is sent somewhere other than Denver, it is the biggest L that the Broncos organization has taken maybe this century. And and I don't think that's a dramatic statement, but they have clearly, they, I mean, they hired Nathaniel Hackett. Like, and I don't want to say he's not worthy or deserving of the job in his own right, but I mean, they have been so, people will talk about the Rams going all in. They have been so all in on this proposition. So to fail uh, would be really embarrassing. They're obviously in the mix. I don't know how you can't say the 49ers aren't in the mix, especially with all the Trey Lance rumors popping around. I, I don't know how happy that would make you. I mean, like, I don't think it's inconceivable. They may not be the, the most likely team, but they have to be in the mix. They have to be in the mix. They already tried to trade for Aaron Rodgers after giving up what they gave up for Trey Lance. So don't forget that. They, gave, they made the trade for the draft picks with Miami in, I think, March, March or early April. So, like, they had already made that move, and then the morning of the draft, when we found out Aaron Rodgers was potentially available, the Niners made an offer to Green Bay. So they have already tried to get him. So they have to be in the mix. Um, I think that Kyle Shanahan feels a ton of pressure to win and not just get to the NFC Championship game. Well, especially win a now. Super Bowl. Right. McVay, his buddy, the guy, his underling, let's be honest, McVay was, was hired by Kyle Shanahan in Washington has two trips to the Super Bowl and now a Super Bowl title. And he did it by trading 
and moving heaven and earth to get a quarterback that can put them over the top. So I think Shanahan's absolutely feeling the pressure. He knows how good Aaron Rodgers is. They have to be in the mix. For the record, I would absolutely hate it. I want no part of it. And I know how good Aaron Rodgers is. I don't care. You moved heaven and earth to get Trey Lance. Let the damn kid play. Forget Aaron Rodgers. Forget this this pipe dream. Just stick to the plan. That is There's my a lot of pipe dreams position. for the 49ers right now. You got Aaron Rodgers. You got Tom Brady coming out of retirement to play for them. Like it's this. It's a weird time for the 49ers. It, I I feel really bad for Trey Lance. Like this this has to suck. Um. Okay. So we agree the 49ers are in the mix. Who else? The Denver for sure. The 49ers for sure. I bet you the Carolina Panthers have an offer on the table because they've been trying to get a franchise quarterback for years and instead settled on Sam Darnold in one of the dumbest moves of all time. But I think with, with Tepper statements on the record about how they want to get a quarterback, I absolutely put the Carolina Panthers on the list. Well, there was the report also earlier this week that they had slight interest in trading for Kirk Cousins. That would set the SB Nation NFL show on fire. Um, but um, obviously, Tennessee's got to be in the mix based on reports from when the offseason first started. The Raiders were in the mix last year when, when the Broncos kind of first you know emerged as a, as a top contender. I think people would like to say the Saints. I don't know how that's really possible. Um, but, I mean, if, if you're talking about just team names um, – I guess the Giants would have to be in the mix. I mean, they have the cap. Giants and Eagles both have the capital if, if they want to pull this off. Eagles have to be in the mix. Yeah, three I first mean, round picks. Well, the Giants have have two. I mean, so you know they're there. The Colts. I mean, I, like I, I, I know people are so hip to like. I've read a thousand versions of you know is the Rams model replicatable by teams blah blah but like I I have a hard time and I think people have a hard time identifying who are the Rams of this offseason like who are the team that feel they are that away the, like an Aaron Rodgers away so to speak I know Aaron Rodgers is not Matthew Stafford but like I mean the answer would be San Francisco to me yeah. or maybe Tennessee I don't think Denver is that team but I think San Francisco is that team to a larger degree I think that people look at Denver and say they could be way better than they are if they only improve this one spot, which I think is fair. It's true because they do have weapons in Green Bay that are in uh, Denver. Excuse me. They have a solid defense. Uh, but I agree. I think technically, if you were to look at everything, the full picture, the 49ers are the team where you would say they are just a quarterback away. Uh, you didn't mention Washington. Ron Rivera has been telling everybody how okay. attractive they should be for a franchise quarterback cool. and how they are going to get one. I've been telling everybody I'm going to win the lotto for 14 years. It hadn't happened. So, but yeah. what I'm saying is like they are not denying that they are going to be in the mix for people. That's going to be the team. I, I, I've said this on the NFC's mixtape to BLG. You can listen to that on the Blog and the Boys, Big Blue View, Hogs Haven, or Bleeding Green Nation podcast networks. If not for their personal history with him, Kirk Cousins would be the ideal candidate for Washington this offseason. Would, would he not? Like that? That's the like that's, <laughs> that's the guy they would wild. trade for. Like you know what I'm saying? But like again, it, it just so happens that he has that particular personal history with this franchise. Um, what about the Cardinals? I mean. See, this is okay. So That's this their is, thing. Like their, their thing is like, let's take a great player from another team and then pretend he's our great player and put him in our ring of honor. That's the Cardinal way. <laughs> this is the, like the difference though. Right. So I've talked about this on every Niners nation podcast. Cause seemingly every day there's more news about Jimmy Garoppolo. It doesn't, my official position is it doesn't really matter what the 49ers get back for Jimmy Garoppolo. It'd be nice to get a first round pick obviously, but who cares? Six, sixth round pick, seventh round pick, whatever. You've got your replacement on the team already. So 
yeah, get as much as you can. But the more important thing is that you make the trade and get the deal done with the Packers. I mean, maybe they have a ton of faith in Jordan Love. I don't get that feeling, but like it makes a lot more sense for the Packers to trade Rodgers, let's say, to the Cardinals and get Kyler Murray back than it does to just get three first round picks, you know, so they have to factor that into the equation. Kyler Murray, clearly a fan of the Green Bay colors based on his uh, preference for the Oakland Athletics. Um, but um, by the yeah, way, an- not to, to cut you off, I'm sorry. Did you notice that Russell Wilson changed his Twitter avatar picture and the colors in the picture are not Seahawks colors? Do you know what colors they are? I are they Green Bay Packers colors? It's, it's a light they green, right? Green Bay Packers colors. I, I know that that um, made the rounds. I actually saw that on um, Commander's Reddit um, because I believe he, he went to high school in Virginia. And so their thought was like he's going back to his Virginia roots. I think Ru- Russell I'm, – I'm a big fan of Russell Wilson. I know you hate him. But uh, by the way, friend of the SB Nation NFL show, Russell Wilson. But, um, That's fair. Uh, he, um, I mean, I know you, I'm, I'm sure you know this too. He has spoken a lot about his late father and, and the impact that he had on his life. And I believe the photo is him and his father. Right. Um, so I, I wouldn't read like too terribly much into that. Um, it's, I think it's a little bit of a different situation than when these kind of things normally happen, you know, the normal social media breadcrumbs, so to speak. Like, I know that's a fun topic, but this one truly seems like maybe just, you know, just a, a photo that I've seen Russ share that photo a lot is my point. Yeah, it's just saying. I'm sure he has a lot of pictures of him with his dad. Well, he we'll chose see, that one. These things I, don't happen by accident. That's my point. These things don't happen by accident. It, would Chicago be in the mix, like for maybe Russ? Like, if are you? I, I know this is a different question, but like, if we live in a world where Aaron Rodgers is gone, assuming in this particular hypothetical to the AFC, whether it's the Broncos or otherwise, and if you're the you're the Bears, like. It's there, right? You're, it's there for the taking, right? You don't have a first-round pick, so you obviously have, have that bridge to cross. But, I mean, it, that it feels like so reckless. And I, like, I've taken a big L on Justin Fields. Congratulations, BLG. But, um, but I, like, you're right there. Like, how, how can you not, you know, the division's yours. Like, it can, be, it can be yours. It can be yours right now. And so to just be like, well, we think Justin Fields can be that good, you got to be really confident. I mean, because you have just gotten a huge advantage if Aaron Rodgers is out of the division. Yeah, that's, that's what it ultimately comes down to. That's why these quarterback decisions, man, they don't, you, they don't just affect the single season that you make them, right? When you decide to get a Trey Lance or a Justin Fields or whoever, usually that means you're sticking with that guy for the next two to three years, regardless of who becomes available. Now, maybe they do what the Cardinals did. They dumped Josh Rosen. They got Kyler Murray. Maybe I think that was an extreme circumstance where the Cardinals were so awful that they got the number one overall pick and Kyler was basically just sitting there. So they didn't really have to give up anything to get him. But usually it means you're locked into that guy. And like you said, you never know what's going to happen. So I don't know. Maybe the Bears, you just got Eberflus there. You would think that the discussions with him before he took the job were, do you think you can win with Justin Fields? And I'm sure he said yes, because if he said no, I doubt he would have gotten hired. So we'll see. I love Matt Eberflus. Um, Great coach. Way too low on the oddcast power rankings of new head coaches. But, um, I mean, Russell was I'm, like Russell's regressed. I think we can all admit this, except for Eagles fans living in a pipe dream. Um, <laughs> but I would I would not go too crazy with that. I don't know I mean, that I agree. Well, he's he's regressed. Like even if it's one percent, like that statement is literally accurate, right? 
I don't know. I mean, the guy got injured for the first time in his career, essentially, last year. We don't know what percentage he was when he did come back to play. I'm not mm. willing to say that. Like, would you be stunned if Russell Wilson played at the level that we're used to seeing next year? Would you be like, I never thought he could do this again? I would not be stunned, but I'd be mildly surprised at this point. Like, I, my expectations for him have withered, I guess, is, is what I'm personally saying. Um, I think Russ would look awesome in the in the Bears uniform. Like, I want to see that. It w- he would look really weird in the orange one that they wear, uh, but he would look really, really, really awesome. By the way, now that we live in a world, and we got to do an episode about this later in the offseason, but uh, where, where throwback helmets are going to be a thing because mm-hmm. teams can wear alternate helmets. If Aaron Rodgers does go to Denver, what if they wear those awful Broncos throwbacks with, like, the all-brown helmet you know what I'm talking about oh. with the, like, the brown and yellow the vertical stripes. stripes. Yeah, like, that... <laughs> That would not look good. Like, I would almost avoid Denver for that reason alone. By the way, a very small gripe on this stuff. If you're an NFL team and you're going to wear a throwback uniform like that and it's a color scheme that is not with your, like, current one, you got to change everything. Like, you got to change midfield. You got to change the tarps. You got you to do it all. You can't have, like, the normal setup of the stadium and then this weird uniform. You look like you're a visiting team playing in the stadium. 100%. You can't be a little bit pregnant. You got to go all in. All right, let's take a break, RJ. When we come back, we got to talk about essentially your Dallas Cowboys because there is news, broadcast news about Troy Aikman. He is more than likely leaving Fox. He's going to have a new home next season for his analysis. We'll get into that and what the possible domino effects of that could be when we come back. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Back here on the Look Ahead, part of the SB Nation NFL show. All right, RJ, the big news that came out late last night, according to the New York Post, Troy Aikman is deep in negotiations with ESPN. He is going to leave Fox. He will become the main analyst for Monday Night Football. You are a Cowboys fan. You covered the Dallas Cowboys, so I give you the first bite at this apple. Well, first of all, um, on this week's episode of Monday Football Monday, Pete Sweeney and I played a game. Uh, we went through, uh, between the two of us and Steven Serta, who was filling in for Rachel Prevet, uh, 10 things that we guaranteed would happen this offseason. One of That's my true. four things that I listed was that the only top broadcast crew that would not see a change to the lineup would be CBS, that Jim Nance, Tony Romo, Tracy Wolfson would all return. Uh, so this Troy Aikman news seemingly makes me correct. We we basically know that Al Michaels is out as the play-by-play voice of NBC and Sunday Night Football. That just 
probably going to be Mike Tirico. We agree. Uh, we know that Michelle Tafoya is gone from that crew. We can just leave that at that. Uh, and that it's likely going to be Catherine Tappen filling in for her. So NBC seeing some change. I already had that one. The big domino I needed to fall was something involving Monday Night Football, which is where my guy, Troy, came in, had my back. Numero eight, number eight. In fact, that's the name of his new beer, actually. Uh, numero ocho, just like me, RJ Ocho. Um, this is, you know, sec- second Cowboys player. yourself on the back right there. <laughs> second, maybe I am a monster and a troll or whatever the review said. Uh, <laughs> second Cowboys player to be the uh, top color analyst on Monday Night Football in the last five years so you know what's that say um it says if you play for this team you're not going to win anything special unless you're troy aikman and you're going to have some some nice cushy jobs afterwards but um you know if you i know not everybody like follows troy the way i do i I was paying a lot of attention to the things he said uh throughout his his car wash appearances um in in the lead up to the super bowl and he was obviously promoting the new beer that i mentioned and he was constantly asked about this. He was a guest on uh, Richard Deitch's podcast. Uh, you know, Richard does a great job analyzing the, the sports media landscape. And, he, you know, everybody asked him, like, hey, wh- what's the deal? You know, are you going to be returning to Fox? And he was very transparent. He said, I don't know. He said, I, you know, I would like to, but I'm, I'm very confident in my abilities. I, I certainly want to do this. He's talked a lot about how his daughters are now in college. And, and so he's at a different place where when he, when he works a game, he can now kind of you know, explore the cities a little bit. Obviously, you know, we, we still live in pandemic times, but it's a, it's a different lifestyle when you have to get home to kids in high school or whatever the case may be. And so he's just at a different stage. And so he's talked a lot about wanting to get into like a front office role. Uh, but it seems like that's not happening for some time, although he's still really young. And we've seen some people make that transition. Shout out to John Lynch, of course. Um, this is big news. I, I think that Troy is is really slept on as as an analyst, you know, I know this is going to shock you, but most Cowboys fans fawn over Tony Romo. Uh, and, be- and anytime you suggest that anyone is good at being an analyst on television, it's Romo's better. Romo's so much better. Tony Romo forever. Um, and, and so you, you run into that buzzsaw. I, I don't think any color analyst out prepares Troy Aikman. And so I'm very, very, very excited about this. But there's a massive domino effect that's going to fall. Yes, this is going to change our viewing and listening experience every week in the fall now because there are so many dominoes here this is the crazy thing so according to the article in the new york post whatever contract tori aikman agrees to is going to be in the neighborhood of tony romo's deal which is 17 and a half million per year over 10 years basically 180 million in that ballpark do you know that troy aikman in his football career earned a total a total of 55 million dollars so i I think the deal is five years by the way not 10 years just to be the report romo for, no, for for Aikman, just to be right. clear. Yeah, right, right, right. Romo had signed the 10-year deal. Right. Th- that's just wild to me. Like, Aikman has to be sitting back thinking, I'm going to earn, you know, over $100 million, maybe, or, you know, $17 million a year, whatever, in that ballpark. I don't have to take a hit. I don't have to throw a pass. I don't have to do anything. Meanwhile, he played in the meat grinder of an NFL and earned $55 million total for his entire career. Unbelievable. But that's just, you know, that's the world we live in now. Um, So let's get into some of the dominoes here. First, Aikman goes to ESPN. They're going to spend an incredible amount of money on him, RJ. And it's not going to change my viewing habits in any way. I'm not going to watch a game I wouldn't normally watch because Troy Aikman is there. And despite the fact that the ESPN crews in recent years have not been very good, I haven't missed a Monday night football game. So it's crazy to me that they are spending all this money. Like, what are you getting exactly? I think you're getting a legend. Um 
I don't think they've had a legend of this stature. I mean, um, but do you think the about, ratings are going to go up now because Troy Aikman's calling the games? I think the ratings are going to go up because I think the quality of games, I think they're going to get better games. Like, and I think that they've been inching closer and closer to that. It's no secret if you've followed the NFL for a long time that Monday nights, as far as primetime scheduling has been concerned, Monday night's been like the worst and the runt of the litter. They absolutely um, get the leftovers for sure. Right. But they're starting to, like, it feels like they're starting to kind of arrive a little bit. I mean, we're going to get the Super Bowl on ABC slash ESPN uh, in five years, four years now, I guess. Super Bowl 61, which is crazy to think about. Two the next three are on Fox, aren't they? No, I'm talking on ABC. Uh, Super Bowl 61 is set to be on oh, ABC. Oh, right. my bad. Sorry. Yeah, and, you're right. And that is incidentally, and, and the New York Post article highlighted this as well, the final year of Troy's deal. So he will get to do that Super Bowl. Um, and so, but it gives, I think it gives them legitimacy. Not that ESPN is lacking for that, but I mean, like, I mean this with no disrespect, but I mean, Brian Greasy and Steve Levy and Lewis Riddick, like not there's not fun. an NFL icon in that group. I mean, you know what I'm saying? And and even before that, Witten will one day be in the Hall of Fame, but like still not on Troy's level. And again, talking about who he was, at least through the public prism, John Gruden had won a Super Bowl, but was not Troy Aikman as far as NFL accomplishments are concerned. I think, I mean, this gives them a, and this gives them also a seasoned pro at, at calling games. They have not had that before either. I, I mean, really since, and I don't, I don't want to like speak for Troy, but just knowing him through the way I cover the Cowboys, he is a huge fan and has an enormous amount of respect for John Madden. Um, they were part of the Pro Football Hall of Fame class of 2006 together. Obviously, Troy has followed that same career path, and John Madden bounced around. I, I wouldn't doubt it if, if Troy likes that, that he's kind of likened to Madden and that he kind of gets to you know be part of different networks and stuff like that. And so Again, not to put Troy in anybody's same breath, although Troy is a legend in his own right. I think that this is kind of the most legitimate veteran icon presence that Monday Night Football, the property, has had since John Madden. It's a big, big move for ESPN for sure. There's going to be a lot of dominoes because Fox is going to have, they're going to have to shuffle some things now. You know, Aikman's, if he's leaving, which it looks like he is, they've got options now. What do they do? Do they move Greg Olson into the number one slot and make to, him right? the number one analyst. I don't know. You know, RJ, I'm just going to throw this out there. Uh, this is, was the subject of my 49ers and five podcast this morning. I would not rule out John Lynch. I think that they are going to take a shot at John Lynch. He was specifically named in the article in the New York post as a potential mystery candidate, which I found ironic because mystery candidates are not usually named specifically, but Lynch was asked about this earlier this offseason at the beginning of February, and he said opportunities get presented sometimes, but I'm right now I'm committed to the 49ers. Now, maybe Fox had already started sniffing around that, you know, just as a potential backup plan if things with Aikman didn't work out, but I'm not ruling it out. You talk about guys that they know, veteran established guys, they loved John Lynch when he was there. He, he clearly can do it. He can do it at a very high level. He's very good at it. They would have the general manager of an NFC team, which Fox usually gets majority NFC games, a guy that's been to the Super Bowl recently. Like that would be I could see Fox having interest in John Lynch. I mean, it makes sense. Um, I love Greg Olson. I mean, but he's not John Lynch from an experience standpoint there. Um, he is very he's not, good. He's, he's not John Lynch. For, he is very good, but he's not John Lynch from an accomplishment standpoint. I mean, John Lynch, the Hall of Famer. I mean, you know, right. like he's won a Super Bowl himself. I mean, so um, but I, I think. 
and this is maybe why some people are questioning Troy's decision, although maybe maybe Troy's decision boils down to, to cash. But I mean, in a weird way, the Fox job is is a bigger stage. I mean, that that window, America's Game of the Week, yep. does more ratings, higher ratings than just about anything else, except for CBS's top afternoon window, of course. And so, I mean, that it's that's a lot of pressure. I mean, I'm I'm really stunned that Fox is. I don't want to say letting this happen, but that they didn't do everything. Maybe they did do everything they could and they just, you know, couldn't. But, you know, Troy is very close to Joe being Joe Buck. I mean, like, there, there's chemistry issues. I mean, like, I, and the three of them, you know, we talked about friends of the SB Nation NFL show when Aaron Andrews was on in the lead of the Super Bowl. She talked about how close she is to Joe Buck and Troy. I mean, that she's, you know, whenever they don't have a game, they're texting and she wants to know what they would be saying and things like that. And yeah, people get close and new crews develop. I mean, used to be Pam Oliver before Aaron Andrews to that point. But, this is a I mean with Fox like you got to introduce a dude now in the year you have the Super Bowl like that's tough that's tough cookies and you have two years I mean that's a really 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 fine line to walk do you have what are your other potential ideas for Fox for what they could do in the article they mentioned Drew Brees being possible Uh, did you have somebody in mind that you think would be a good fit I mean I think the best bet is Greg Olson but I don't know how I mean like I don't want to say Joe Buck is not great. I like Joe Buck more than most people, but I don't know how much of, of Greg Olson's greatness is a product of Kevin Burkhart because I think Kevin Burkhart's great. And so, I mean, that's just a crazy, I mean, that's that's a crazy place to be in. Um, and I think they could be in an even crazier place, like just to speculate on what Fox has to do. Part of the things that the article mentions is that because we don't know who Troy's partner is going to be on Monday Night Football, man, like the rough part about that article is there was no mention of Steve Levy. Like there, apparently it's like no consideration <laughs> that he would be the, the person to, to sit in the booth with with Troy, um, but uh, the the article mentioned that ESPN could make a run at Joe Buck and and just like bring him over and uh, that he has a year remaining on his deal. Joe Buck is like Mr. Fox. I I mean I could never see that happening, especially with the fact that he he also calls the World Series. But I mean, man, that would be seismic and that would be catastrophic for Fox to lose literally your top crew. Yeah, that that's a tough pill to swallow for sure. Uh, I just want to throw another couple names out there. I now I'm biased because I know this person. I've worked with him, but I think Mark Schlereth does an awesome job for Fox. I think he's great. He's a three-time Super Bowl champion. He obviously has experience. He worked at ESPN for years. He still has a ton of relationships around the league. I mean, he was the guy that literally he was telling people last year before the draft that a deal for Aaron Rodgers and the Broncos was on the one-yard line. And he told me when I interviewed him this week, that when he said that on the air, both the Broncos and Aaron Rodgers were texting him and asking him who his source was. They didn't say he was wrong. They wanted to know where he was getting his information from. So obviously he still has sources and relationships around the league. I would absolutely love to see Mark Schlereth get that job. Another name that has been thrown out, uh, mentioned in the article, Sean Payton, obviously wants to do television. And I tell you what, there are a lot of Cowboys fans like kind of pumped about this, right? Like, ooh, Troy, I'm on the night football. Now now I can enjoy him on the night football, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Last Cowboy, I'm on the night football was kind of embarrassing, whatever. Um, <laughs> if Sean Payton got this job, I would have serious doubts that he's returning to coaching anytime soon. This isn't like, you know, this isn't Fox's like third or fourth team, CBS's third or fourth. Like what like Bruce Arians, when he retired, was on CBS's like third or fourth team. Right. Um, and so if Sean Payton took this job it would clearly be a commitment, like a serious commitment of sorts to where he wouldn't be walking away just a year from now. It'd be a, a three, four, five-year sort of thing. 
Yes, because they want to establish a relationship between the fans and that team. Like for me growing up when I was a kid, when you heard Madden and Summerall on the game, you knew it was a big game. This is like, this is a big deal. When I think about seeing like, like, especially back then when you couldn't see any team you wanted all the time. So when the 49ers would be on TV and I heard Summerall and Madden talking about my team, like it was a big deal. And and even now Aikman and Buck have been together for, for a really long time. Years. I don't even know. Is it 20? It's, it's about, yeah. Like that again, like you're, you know, it's a big game when you heard Aikman and Buck. So I think Fox is going to want to establish that. So you're right. I don't think they're going to want like a musical chairs where somebody's popping in and out a bunch of times, whoever they get, they're going to want that person to be there for the long haul. It's crazy when you think about, you know, we've said things like, oh, if, you know, if the commanders fire on Rivera and the Cowboys fire Mike McCarthy, Nick Sirianni would be the longest tenured coach in, in the NFC East. And that just feels crazy to consider. And I mean, Tony Romo is almost the longest tenured color commentator for every top team. Um, like, I don't know what's going to happen with Chris Collinsworth. Um, that's that's an interesting, like, variable here to me. And, and that's a really unique one because I do wonder with Tariko and Catherine Tappen potentially sliding in a la Chris Collinsworth to the other two slots on Sunday Night Football, I wonder if NBC just wants a whole new crew, right? Like, yep. do, do you just want a brand new start? But but again, where that's unique is like, you know, Pro Football Focus's methodology is such a like part of the broadcast. Like, I don't know. Nah, maybe they that could you, easily switch that. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I mean, I'm just saying like it's, it's a different. He brings something different than everybody else technically is all I'm saying. How about we do a little musical chairs, right? NBC decides let's turn the page. New chapter. Let's say NBC goes to Rico and Drew Brees, which is what they clearly want to do. Right. Right. Then you've got Aikman going to ESPN. What if Collinsworth then goes to Fox to team with Joe Buck? Well, correct me if I'm wrong. He was originally on Fox with Troy Aikman and Joe Buck. They called uh, Super Bowl 39 together. Yeah, I uh, think that could be kind of attractive to Fox, right? Hey, this is a person you already have that kind of relationship with. Right. I would love that. I, I like Chris Collinsworth more than most people do. Um, I know people harp on him. I I know I said that nobody out prepares Troy, but it is so clear and obvious that Chris Consworth is like a football, like just freak. Like he just lives and breathes it. And he's all, I mean, like, again, I know people have their qualms with PFF, but like, he's all like just consuming it all the time. That's the dude who should be calling games. Like the person right. who, who is that obsessed about it. I think Troy's that obsessed. I think Romo just has enough charm um, to, even if he's not that obsessed, kind of BS his way through it. Not that he does, but that would if that were to be the case, so let, like if, if it were to be the teams that you suggested, and I see Michael Kiss nominating Dick Butkus, also friend of the Espionation <laughs> That NFL would be show. fantastic. To, to be clear here, Dick Butkus is the friend of the Espionation NFL show, not Michael Kiss. Um, but so <laughs> if that were to happen, does NBC not have the worst crew? Because like I don't have any faith in Drew Brees, if I'm being honest. I don't, I don't have we any faith in him whatsoever. We just don't know. Like, that people do not understand about these kind of jobs. It's not about how much you know. Bill sure. Walsh was an analyst and he was awful. It's not a function of how much you know. Clearly, Bill Walsh is a football genius. It's about how you take what you know and can immediately apply it to a situation and clearly express that in like 15 seconds. That's what you have to do over and over and over and over again as an analyst. It's very, very difficult to do. Yeah. I mean, and I don't know that I trust Drew Brees to do that. Like, I have. 
I don't really, I'll be honest, when Football Night in America is on, and in case anyone's unaware, that's what the Sunday Night Football pregame show is called, um, like, because generally the Cowboys play on Fox's, or in Fox's afternoon window with Buck, Troy, and Aaron, um, I'm generally working <laughs> when, when Football Night in America is on, so I haven't seen a ton of it, um, but... I have not been like floored with Drew Brees. Like when it's when it's Tariko and Dungey and 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 Brees and Rodney Harrison. Like I'm never like, wow, that's a great point from Drew. Whatever. Like so, I just I don't have it. But like that, he would clearly be the worst one. Like just on principle, right? Compared to Collinsworth, Aikman, and Romo. Yeah, I mean, just because I would say I have to agree. We just we just don't know. The thing is, like, what do you do that's different? That's my point. Like the reason that Tony Romo took off and became so popular is because he was different than the other people doing that job. Now, I think he's sort of become a caricature of himself now. Okay. He got way too obsessed with like per- trying to predict them. Oh, stats! Ah, what are you going to say about me? Ah, right. Like making the weird. Here we go, Jim. Like you, you can tone that down a little bit, but like you can't deny that when he started doing games, you were like, whoa. This is different, and that's what people like. Like, I think Drew Brees is going to be absolutely fine, but I don't see him being demonstrably different from anybody else that does that job. You know what my biggest pet peeve on Romo is? And again, like, I could never tweet this because context would be absent, and Cowboys seems to be like, Romo's the best, blah, blah, blah. But, like, Romo will be like, it's going to be a run to the left, and then it's a run to the left, and I'll be like, look at this genius, like, whatever. But, like, you know, he'll be <laughs> – but but the inverse of that is Romo will be like, oh, right here, Jim, he's going to drop back. This is a screen pass, like, easily. He's going to do this to buy this time, blah, blah, blah. And then it's like a bomb downfield, and he and then, like, <laughs> as, as they're, like, running up, he's like, well, Jim, clearly they didn't listen to the stupid announcer because that guy has no idea what he's talking about. It's like, dude, you can't just, like, spin everything into self-deprecation and then, like, be funny. Like, you were wrong. Like, it's okay. Like, you, don't, you know, like – that's my biggest thing. The best thing that Romo does is when he takes you inside the mind of a quarterback during two-minute drill situations. And but he's half, often of wrong. But he's I so like often. not when he predicts, but when he'll say like, "Okay, in this situation, you know, either like this part of the field's going to be open because of X, Y, Z, or you have sure. to figure in your head." You've got two plays here. So you and you know, you can't like when he gets into the mind like that and takes you kind of through how the wheels are turning. I love that because you're educating me, right? I don't need you to tell me what happened most of the time. I can see it. It's on my screen. So tell me something I don't know about what I just saw. He does that sometimes, which is what I like. And I hope that whoever Fox gets to replace Troy Aikman does more of that. And don't don't be afraid to go with someone like that, even if they don't have the biggest name necessarily. You ready for a take that Cowboys fans are not prepared for? Hit me with it. Greg Olson is actually who people think Tony Romo is. He's that guy. He 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 is really that he's he's that person without the caricature. That's who Greg Olson is. Now he could always like develop into the caricature like Romo has, but he is truly that person. And I love Romo. I, I like love 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 Romo. But Greg Olson is really, he is who people think Tony Romo is. I think Greg Olson is very, very good. I would not be upset at all if he got that job. I want to throw one more name in the in the mix before we wrap it up here. Of course again, you do. I'm biased. I know. Of course you do. Stir but the I'm pot. Thro- stir, stir, I'm throwing stir Chris Sims' name in the mix. He's got experience. Oh, that's he not does. What I was expecting. He did games for Notre Dame, and here's why. Because I just having worked with Chris every day and knowing him personally, he'll say some stuff, man. Chris Sims is not, he doesn't care. He is not afraid to be brutally honest in situations. I feel like a lot of the time 
Collinsworth, Aikman, when you get to this extremely high level, you're not as critical as you would be necessarily. Well, Chris will not have that problem. On the flip side of that, and I love Troy, but Troy is guilty of pandering in one way that nobody else is. I, I don't know how many times. It's at least twice a game that Troy will be like, you know, that's a great call. You know, I, I think this game's been well officiated. It's like, Troy, shut up, dude. Just like no, <laughs> nobody cares. Like, quit carrying the league's water here. But um, that would be fine. I don't have anything against Chris Sims. Um, he thought way more highly of Kellen Mond than any Aggie I know. Um, yes, he is, did. Is, <laughs> is the one thing I would say. We did not say, and I thought you were going to say this name, Sean McVay. His name was mentioned in the New York Post article. Um, and because we also, like, we're trying to fit these holes right now, as the, or at least the Fox hole as it currently stands. We also don't know who's going to be the Amazon color commentator right. for Thursday Night Football and seemingly pairing with Al Michaels. That was a huge thing I was going to mention. Like we, you're right. We've been remiss to not have mentioned that they have a, obviously they're Amazon. They have a truckload of money to hand out to somebody. And that is a huge factor in this. They have so much money, RJ. They could, they could try and get a Manning. They could try and get McVeigh. They could try and get Tom Brady. Who's mentioned in this article, although Brady has never expressed any interest in doing that. I would be, I think that would be really interesting if it happened, but they have so much money like they can do whatever they want. And that's what I always say when it comes to like trading for guys and stuff like that. Right. Like, Hey, you know, don't just look from guys who are technically available, like trade for anybody. Anybody's potentially available when you're Amazon, anybody's available. You can go get people, somebody that we're not even thinking about and they have to be a factor in this, whether it's McVeigh or anybody really. So to list them out, just so we're aware, at least for our own personal entertainment, because we like this stuff. The current openings, seemingly, because anything could, could change. We have the play-by-play voice of Monday Night Football to pair with Troy, right? Correct. Okay, so that's one. We have the color analyst job, the top color analyst job at Fox to pair with Joe Buck, seemingly. Again, anything could change. That's two, right? Yep. So then we also have the – I think we're going to assume that Al Michaels is the play-by-play voice of Thursday Night Football on Amazon. So we have his partner in the booth, his top color analyst, and his sideline reporter. I think that's also an important thing. Like who's who because that those are elite jobs. I mean, we, we mentioned Aaron Andrews, Tracy Wolfson, Michelle Tafoy had a forever on Sunday Night Football, Lisa Salters on Monday Night Football. Will Lisa Salters stay with Troy Aikman's crew? I mean, that's another question. I mean, if if they're kicking out, you know, Greasy, Riddick, and Levy, are they kicking out Lisa Salters as well? The crew as a whole is an important factor. Like you like Al Michael. It's one thing to get the analyst job for Amazon. It's another thing altogether when you get the analyst job with Al Michaels, the living legend. Al is never going to make you look bad ever. Like he's he's a pros pro. Like that is a huge factor in this. There's a there's a relationship that has to form between the two people in those jobs that is not to be overlooked. So Al Michaels makes the Amazon job a billion times more attractive than it would be. Okay, so we have like five, six openings, potentially. I'm I'm for it, man. I like this. Like, let's mix it up a little bit. Let's let's change things, different combinations. Not that it was bad, but it's good to you know have a little variety every once in a while. The NFL next year, from a viewing perspective, could look a hell of a lot different. I do think it's crazy. Again, like, I'm I wasn't a Phil Sims fan. Big shocker. Um, but when when Romo got that job, it felt so weird at first because like. Like you mentioned, like for so long, it had been Fox's top team, CBS's top team, 
NBC's top team, you know, like in th- Thursday night had fluctuated, but it had always been one team or another. Like it, it had never been something really new unless it was one of those like NFL network one-offs. And so when CBS changed the Romo, it felt so weird to have just like a new person in the club. And so now CBS, like I'm saying, they're the longest tenured group together, Nance, Romo, and Tracy. Like everybody else has some change or another, which again proves my prediction to be correct. Um, so congratulations <laughs> to me. That that was only five years ago that that happened. You know what I mean? Like that's crazy. I do have one sub prediction within this, if you'll allow me. I will allow it. We live in such uh, an interesting time where, like, I don't know. I think we both agree with this. Like, I'm overwhelmed with the things I have to watch. Like, there's so many like shows and documentaries and things like on all these different streaming platforms. Like, you agree, right? Like, it's it's just taxing to to think about all the things you have to watch. It can be overwhelming, yes. Right. So ESPN, like very well established in the ESPN Plus, my sub prediction, there's there's going to be like a 30 for 30 or some sort of like mini series on Troy's career. We have never gotten a Troy Aikman, a football life. All right. There's been an Emmett Smith one. Really? There's been a Jerry, there's been a Jerry Jones one, but we have not gotten a, a big Troy Aikman tell all. I don't think so, unless I'm completely blanking, but we have not gotten a Troy Aikman, a football life. I'm, I'm verifying this. Um, no, we did get one. Sorry. That's my bad. How could I forget this? But either way, I think we're going to get like a Troy Aikman miniseries or set of things or some sort of like um, everybody has always tried to recreate John Gruden's QB camp, like some sort of something that Troy is a part of that is on ESPN+. Plus. I absolutely agree with you. He will get some sort of platform to do whatever maybe it's like you said working with the draft the incoming quarterbacks who or, knows or like a weekly you know setup or recap or preview or something for for that week's game or that week's top quarterback or whatever there there's there's a reason that he there's espn has a lot of resources and there's a reason he, like of all the top players because cbs is paramount plus nbc has peacock and obviously amazon is amazon prime and now espn is espn plus that's the one thing that fox doesn't have that everybody else does they don't have that kind of like ancillary arm yeah he's gonna get and you know espn they'll put him on nfl live they'll put him they, they will get more than just calling the games for their oh he's getting a podcast is. like it's all yeah and yeah. i guarantee you that his beer will be like an official beer of monday night football I would not be shocked at all. But all this stuff goes into the pot, right? Because what it's whatever you can do to get them to sign on the line that is dotted, right? What does ESPN care? Sure, we'll still promote your beer. What's the difference? Like, so <laughs> it's worth it to them to do that. So yeah, we could see major, major changes both from from a quarterback standpoint, like we talked about with Aaron Rodgers this year, and obviously from a broadcast standpoint, things are very, very much up in the air right now. Maybe Aaron Rodgers is going to be Al Michaels' partner on Thursday Night Football. Boom. Man, please, I do not need more Aaron Rodgers in my life. That's for sure. Uh, but this is just another reason why you have to follow the SB Nation NFL show because we are going to be here with you. When stuff happens, we will be here for you talking about it with you. So make sure you follow the SB Nation NFL show. Leave us a five-star rating and a review as well. Hopefully one that was a lot nicer than the one we read on today's show. But uh, yeah, that's up to you. So, RJ? I wish you well. I hope you have a great day. I hope you have a great week. Thanks for joining me and putting up with me on the show as always. And uh, rest those arms because you did a lot of patting yourself on the back today. They might need some ice. I have one very, very, very last question for you, Stats. On the NFC's mixtape this week, BLG and I power ranked the days of the week. What are your top three days of the week in order? Man, okay. Uh, I will go Friday. Stupid. Wrong. Okay. 
I will go Saturday. I will go Sunday. Saturday is number two. Sunday isn't in the top three. Um, How could list. Sunday not be in the top three? It's football because day. You, well, we're talking about like like regular times, like non football season. Like in that world, like like last Sunday was awful, dude. Like I had to clean the garage. I had to do some spring cleaning. Like it was terrible. So I mean, you know, Sunday not that great. Top day of the yeah. week is Thursday, today, because you get to look. Why? Okay. It's it's like the weekend is starting. Like the weekend is is kind of arriving. Happy yeah, hour is always better on Thursday. Friday is the day because you have to work, but then you get the all day you're looking ahead to being done with work and then when work is over you're like oh all right work is done and i got a whole weekend ahead of me friday is the best day of the week because you have the work aspect at the beginning of it stupid wrong embarrassing good side all right you know what goodbye all right.